0: Welcome to Antique Dust.
1: Welcome to Antique Dust. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! Now, we have just watched uh, episode 5 of series 3 of Bergerac come out fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're, if it, your ambition is to fight out of a paper bag, this is the episode to watch. Yes. It's really quite disappointing, really, because the Ice Maiden last episode, marvelous! I'm so still loving it um was gorgeous um this one had all the premise it was as though they'd had a gorgeous cast amazing cast in it mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. could have been a good storyline but it was like all over the place yes i
0: think i would say perhaps this is a bit of a mid-season lull
1: it just seemed a bit bonkers. I mean, it's called Come Out Fighting. Um, the general premise of the show is there's a, a boxing match that's happening in Jersey. Obviously, Charlie Hungerford, because everything centres around Charlie, has organised this uh, b- a boxing match yes. between a very, very well-known and a bit of a brute of a French boxer.
0: Jacques Laurent. Jacques
1: Laurent. And um, a Glaswegian black boxer.
0: Eddie McCord, played Ooh. by Tony Osoba.
1: Who's been in... Piles and piles of things. Yes,
0: uh, it played McLaren and porridge, which is Yay! my my main my main recollection of them. But yeah, it's been in tons of things.
1: So and um, basically, it is sort of there's a bit of uh, institutionalised racism, um, which was never really actually developed. It didn't go anywhere. Well, Diamonty
0: Little got a letter,
1: got a got, got a and pen letter, but someone has been reported to the license commission because. She's allowed, I say, an inverted comment: coloured people to stay at the Royal Bard. I mean, really, what bollocks is that? Sorry, yeah. excuse my language. it's yeah, a yeah. Bit I mean, today. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm sure there would be racists on Jersey, just like everywhere else. But it wasn't clear whether that was, uh, whether that was a setup or what. I just, just a bit of a throwaway. I mean, I think a uh, scene I, setting. I, I, I think it was
1: a scene setting. I mean. Ultimately, you know, when boxers have their standoff, I'm not obviously I'm not sort of, sort of into into much of the boxing fraternity. No, strangely enough, I I I,
0: I put you down as being
1: I can rearrange vases, but boxing, no, it's left me dry. Um, so I mean, obviously, when they have their um standoff, when they go to the press conference and everything like that, they're trying to intimidate each other, and it just felt that that's the general theme that they're looking to do to intimidate each other. So you've got, it's, it's the set up originally with, uh, starts with the uh, French boxer that's got a massive entourage and uh, a photographer who is tosh without a moustache from the yes. bill. tosh from the bill. Looking rather thin without his alcohol problem. Um... Uh, who gets his camera broken he gets his camera broken by the French person and Bergerac's welded into it because he's obviously off screen has complained to the police and he's investigating that's how Bergerac is 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 wedged into this this little plot Um, then we meet the um, black boxer um, with his girlfriend who was in the first series of Widows that's right the black uh, Eva
0: Eva, Eva Motley plays Donna McCord
1: who unfortunately she didn't do a great deal she could have been amazing because her, she could act um, very well. She looked stunning, and um, unfortunately, she died of a heroin overdose. So, uh, because she was she was battling her demons, she was very popular, the go-to girl because she was incredibly attractive. Um, unfortunately, she didn't get. She was in the first season of Widows, and her she her. She, she, her character was replaced by another actress because she was going a little bit off the rails and then she died in a bedsit somewhere in North London um, with a heroin her overdose which is very very sad um, so um, but she looks very good she steals every scene she's in which is very good however she is very badly edited together so which is very very sad and Sorry, I just had to let Good. the cat out of the door. <laughs> Evie probably heard a little bit of a tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. So the moment she sees a door that is shut, she instantly wants to go out of it. So I do apologise, listeners, if you heard me go a little bit distant. So, um, so, the, the, so the, the general nonsense about the, the um, uh, boxing, and that is uh, sort of in, introduced with other... Other subplots with someone from the French entourage pretending to be... Yes, that's the, Virgil,
0: the, played by Ben Thomas. Trying to, yeah. From
1: play school. From play school, yes. And he didn't go into rendition of a nursery rhyme or anything. Nope. And... He uh, steals a medallion, a really uh an Italian valium from the equivalent of Ratner's. I know. In, in, uh, I, I
0: mean, it, the kid at least had done stealing something worth something nice, not a medallion. Uh. <laughs> a
1: medallion, but he introduces himself in an American accent as this Glaswegian um, boxing boxing person. So it, there's just like lots of generally nonsense plots that go around. Then there's another nonsense plot about. Um, Charlie Hungerford and the workers wanting more money. That never really goes anywhere. To to set up the boxing ring, which looked like it was in an old school hall. So I'm sure they could have got a a
0: janitor in a brown coat to do that for free.
1: Yeah, uh, it just seemed a bit bit silly and a bit all over the place. Uh, And then there's another subplot with regards to Charlie and one of his other political opponents Yes,
0: Senator Beasley who apparently doesn't want there to be boxing on Jersey played by Clifford Rose mm. um, who perhaps I certainly best remember him as uh, Sturban yeah. Sturbanfuhrer uh, Kessler from Secret Army and it's um, spin-off uh, series about just about him called Kessler terrific act- actor Clifford Rose, I think he was a bit a bit underused in this particular I think everybody episode everybody
1: was everybody in this episode was underused um i mean it's the plot could have been re- the plot was tight but it was really badly edited together there's another bit of subplot with um uh, the glaswegian um boxer's wife faking her own kidnapping um so it stops him boxing because she they want to adopt a child and it could affect if he gets damaged physically um then he might not be able to get the adoption to go through yeah um but and, that
0: was that that whole thing was was pretty bonkers i should say it was poorly, been, I edi- think really been poorly badly edited. edited, this episode, to, to be honest, I don't think it was particularly well directed generally, but that particular sequence, we'll, we have her apparently being kidnapped and weeping hysterically on the bed and not eating anything, and the next thing she's playing cards and it's all a setup up uh, set I just up felt like it was in the wrong yeah, order. Yeah, it, it,
1: was, it was in the wrong order because she's there, she's weeping on the bed not eating any food, uh, and then the next moment she's playing cards with them. Um, I, as though it's all been a big jolly thing, and then they reveal that they're actually working for someone and she is actually kidnapped. Um, no, they, she, they, they, they were working for her, but now they've gone freelance. They've gone freelance, work for someone else. That not, that, go, no. no well, anyway, that's, it, not, actually, I, that's it,
0: not my recollection that they decide to go freelance and work. They're working for themselves and deciding to turn it into a real kidnapping.
1: Yeah, and then there's another, uh, there's, uh, it's just another bonkers element where the trainer. For the black boxer Jackie uh, Farrell, Jackie Farrell, who is from Take the High Road, yes,
0: played jockey and Take the High Road. He's playing Matt Macdonald with a drink,
1: who, who sort of the drunken
0: to, Scotsman that was this, this uh, the aggressive drunken Scotsman, the staple character from the seventies and eighties dramas. Sadly,
1: yeah, and uh, they have a bit of a roughing up with the locals, and yeah. it, and it was another. To be honest, you know, Bergerac does not. Do fight
0: scenes well, um, and, th- and the, this one wasn't uh, done at all well. And th- really, this the, well, it just wasn't. This was just purely, purely done. The, the The first one was a little bit better than the second one because the second fight sequence at the end, you know, the basically it's like that kind of classic drama trope where a big one guy is taking on a about, big crowd about people, six but, of them but they all they all take turns. Yeah, and then um, three of them run off. Yeah, yeah. Think Really, it was, just, and it was, it was.
1: So I, yeah, it could have been better. It was a bit of a weak episode. It could have. It they had a star cast that were doing doing their best, and they probably did. I mean, if it would, I think if it got re-edited, then it, it could be a tighter, tighter turnaround. We're, we see Charlotte a little bit, who's then yeah. giving directions with a map on yeah. the telephone. We have a
0: tiny early appearance from Raquel from Only Fools and Horses, yes, as, Tessa as a Pete journalist. Jones.
1: Yes. Um, so, it was a complete all-star cast, but really, really badly put together. And mm. uh, we don't see any Deborah, unfortunately. Apart from the
0: title sequence.
1: Yes, apart from the title sequence. And we don't we, we see a little bit of scenery of Jersey, which but is Jersey. it all
0: looked a bit chilly, though. Didn't it all looked
1: a bit chilly. I mean, they're on the beach. With a some,
0: naked she, child, which is rather jarring.
1: Yeah, a, a naked child playing, making sand castles, and um, she's sunbathing on the beach in a sweater. And there's someone walking a dog in the background, wearing a full-on coat and sort of fur uh, hat, walking yeah. a dog. And you just think, what? Say, was this were they just sleepwalking, or did they just have the YTS person that sort of like sort of said, Oh, well, do you want to give this a go? You can have a go at this episode, yeah. Of course, the, the,
0: there's some plus points to this. We get to see Diamond T. Lil in her in uh, coordinating leisure wear, which mm. is always a joy,
1: yes, we do. And it does seem as though that the um, Triumph Roadster I'm not sure if it's a new one or it's just been polished. Because it looked a little bit less dishevelled in this episode, so I'm not sure if it was a different one.
0: <laughs> so, I really, I really couldn't see.
1: Um, uh, but yeah, it was just a little lacklustre, a little lacklustre. And I think, as maybe the listeners are aware, we have now dusting, we're dusting down the gorgeous uh, series of Lovejoy. And when you compare Lovejoy and Bergerat together I mean because I think this was done in 1984 85 I Um, think yeah this particular we're we're certainly
0: in the mid 80s let me just check that so this episode we just watched aired the 31st of December Mm -hmm. New Year's Eve uh,
1: 1983 right okay so it was three years before Lovejoy because I think so uh so Lovejoy came out in '86, and I think it was just a lot better edited. Um, well, I, you see, edited. I would say directed. Directed. Okay, so directed and edited. Um, so it, and it felt like John Nettles was sleepwalking through this
0: episode. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's significant or not. By but by this episode, uh, Robert Banks Stewart is no longer credited as producer. So he seems to have moved on yeah uh, moved on to lovejoy perhaps um so so yeah so there's a key figure has has left mm. whether that has an impact on it or not i i don't know but it's it's worth noting
1: yeah it, i mean it just felt like so the storyline the, the, all the, the marks were there for a really good storyline. However, the execution wasn't great, and there was a really, really, really silly chase sequence when um, the, the, the 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 boxer's wife, who's been kidnapped, escapes after she's throwing some hot coffee over someone and running through some greenhouses. And one being, of the being menaced with a rotavator, menace w- w- with a rotavator, and then a really silly. Bit with Bergerac punching out the ruffian, the, the kidnapper, and knocking him out stone cold with one yeah. punch. Well, and it was three, but it <laughs> still was a bit pants. Um, I and mean, it was—I think it was just a bit. Um, it's really unfortunate, really, because because we know they can do it so well, and 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 I'm really based on this episode, I think. I would give this a, a two out of five. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I, it, it, it's, I mean, I'm a huge, huge Bergerac fan. However, this episode just left me cold. Really did. I know yeah. it's raining outside and everything. We've got the heating on. We've but got, We've got Storm Dennis raging outside. Yes, it's uh, there. It's, it's, it's sort of clustering around, sort of uh, moving the panel fence in the back garden. Um, but uh, I don't know. It. Uh, it just I think if I entered this episode as this was my first episode of Bergerac I don't think I'd watch any more if this was the very first episode of my first introduction to, to Bergerac because it, it it was just all over the place mm. and this yeah I, I mean it could well. have I think if you got re-edited then and and, and redirected it could I mean, have been remade a lot remade yeah this <laughs> <laughs> yes Burn this copy. Get all the actors back from that period of time, and they could do a far better job. Because, and we don't even see how the boxing match, where we don't actually see the 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 boxer that you're rooting for winning the fight. I mean, we naturally assume that he wins the fight, uh, or we hope he does because it's his last fight because he's got fire in his belly. But the Frenchman could have been taken because he was a like the atypical sort of like you. Uh, he, he, he was a ruffian, he, he was a very overly confident boxer which you really wanted him to be toppled but his character didn't go anywhere you've got Tosh uh, or the the the, uh, the journalist who was bought in that puts the complaint in we don't see him again and it just seems no. could that not have been developed a little bit further and we had like nonsense phone calls from with the French boxer phoning the Glaswegian boxer trying to unnerve him with all his sort of like, on, the, the French boxer's entourage all around him going oh and he was just think really it was just a, yeah. yeah
0: so I guess we'll shall we shall draw a veil we'll draw a veil not a Philip a veil
1: but we'll draw a veil o- on over, over this, this, this particular episode and um, hope that episode six is far better because oh, it can't it can't get any worse than that. Episode. And I'm so sorry, but listeners. If you really like this episode, please do let us know and maybe we can sort of, sort of revisit attributes of this episode. So please let us know on, uh, at Antique Dust on all social media platforms. We would love to hear from you. We're not needy, we're not needy. So that's farewell from me, Jonathan. And
0: it's goodbye from me, Rob. So farewell and we'll see you on the other side. Bye-bye. Bye bye. This has been an Antique Dust production.